This is the CQ on Congress Coronavirus Special Report. We are bringing you updates on the policy news you need to know using the reporting prowess of CQ Roll Call. I'm Sean Zeller. Today is Monday, July 20th. There's good news on the vaccine front. Researchers at Oxford University in England and the pharmaceutical firm AstraZeneca say they have triggered immune responses with their offering, as has the Chinese firm CanSino. They join the American biotechnology company Moderna in getting this far, with more studies and months to go before they'll know for sure if their vaccines are safe and effective. Even then, it could take months after a vaccine is released to end the pandemic. We'll have a report from CQ Roll Call health reporter Emily Kopp on that. But first, both representatives and senators are back in Washington today facing a deadline of July 31st to extend or replace coronavirus relief programs, including $600 in weekly unemployment benefits and a moratorium on evictions from federally subsidized housing. Republicans met at the White House to settle on a proposal to counter the $3 trillion one House Democrats passed in May. Here's CQ Roll Call budget and appropriations reporter Jennifer Schutt on where the negotiations stand. Republican congressional leaders met with President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence at the White House Monday to discuss the next round of coronavirus aid, Republicans are expected to unveil this package in the coming days, after which they plan to begin talks with Democrats on what will be at least $1 trillion in additional COVID-19 aid. Right now, we expect the GOP proposal to include liability protections for businesses, schools, universities, hospitals, and a lot of other entities that will insulate them against lawsuits unless owners are grossly negligent. The Republican proposal will also include tax credits to incentivize businesses to bring employees back to work, tax credits for personal protective equipment, and money that will likely go to states for education as Republicans, particularly President Donald Trump, hope to bring back K-12 schools this fall. There are going to be a few sticking points between Republicans and Democrats, including how much additional funding the federal government should give state and local governments. Democrats proposed nearly $1 trillion in the package they unveiled more than two months ago, but Republicans so far have been resistant to providing any more direct aid to state and local governments. How to address the $600 plus up in unemployment insurance that was approved in March is going to be another challenging point to reaching bipartisan agreement in the next two weeks before those unemployment insurance provisions expire. Republicans are opposed to that number, that $600 figure, because they say some people who have lost their jobs during the pandemic now make more staying home than they would if they returned to work. Democrats want to extend that increase in unemployment insurance, however, and they've been citing the ongoing number of coronavirus cases, as well as the healthcare and economic crisis. And now to Emily Kopp on the long way ahead for the pandemic's end. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said today that a vaccine will be available by the end of the year and advance a full approval by the Food and Drug Administration. We're going to make sure that we have a vaccine by the end of the year for emergency use. Whether that happens is ultimately up to the FDA, not the Treasury Department or the President. But even under the most optimistic scenario in which a safe and effective vaccine is available by the end of the year, Getting shots in millions of arms will take many months more. Typically, it takes years. 
Experts in vaccines and infectious diseases are tempering expectations that the approval of a vaccine will be anything like a pandemic reset button. Two factors will determine how quickly daily life can resume. One, how effective the vaccine is, and two, how many people will get it. There are reasons to be wary about both. First of all, it's unclear how long someone can be immune from COVID-19. Observational studies, including a preprint released last week studying about 100 people infected with COVID-19, show that protective antibody responses could begin to deplete as soon as two to three months after the onset of symptoms. This tells us something about the potential for vaccines to be effective since vaccines aim to trigger an immune response. It's possible that a vaccine could produce immunity that lasts longer than a COVID-19 infection, but that's far from guaranteed. There are also concerns about whether a vaccine that is safe and effective in relatively young adults will also be safe and effective in the older Americans that the disease devastates the most. Second, it's not clear how many people will receive a vaccine and how quickly. Operation Warp Speed has directed billions in increasing domestic manufacturing capabilities, but the usefulness of those investments will hinge on whether one of its vaccines are effective. And many people could refuse to get one. Public health communication and the dispelling of anti-vax conspiracy theories will be important in the coming months. Ultimately, the immunization process will take months, if not years. It's possible that SARS-CoV-2 is here to stay. Finally tonight, a British drug firm, Synergen, says a treatment it has developed, an inhaled form of interferon beta, a protein that the body produces in response to viral infections, could reduce the risk of severe reaction to the virus by up to 80%. The results of its study must still undergo peer review, however. That's it for July 20th. Stay with us for all the latest pandemic news. For the entire CQ Roll Call News team, I'm Sean Zeller.